sun keeps breaking through the clouds, Luke, and then hiding once again behind its flowery eiderdown, and it's really confusing. I keep on thinking it's bright, and then it's dark, and then it's bright. It's giving me the emotional bends. It's the metaphor for our love affair. <laughs> what? Sometimes it's bright, sometimes it's uh, a little darker. Sometimes you disappear. A little, a little darker. Sometimes you disappear behind that emotional eider down, <laughs> and I just want to shake you out of it. Oh, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 108. Can you believe it? How did this happen? Look, mum, no hands. Uh, <laughs> I'm Luke Moore. That's Pete Donaldson. Mm. Pete Donaldson. Live from Fallujah, baby. We're Life back. or life. No. No? Um, oh, I really hurt my shoulder. I've really hurt my shoulder today. I need Marcus Speller from the Football Rumble to give me a, a massage with his strong well, fingers. You've actually pre-answered my question, which is going to be, how are you, me old pal? I'm all right. It's just my neck. I sort of overdid it. I, when I started, um, I'd, I'd never really done sort of lifting in the gym before. Oh, here we and, go again. What was you saying? You're talking about you're talking people last time Iron around. Man. Yeah, last time around, you were talking about Iron Man. Yeah. Right? And you were saying, oh, people and I talk about it all the time. Like, all you've talked about the last few weeks is how much gym work you've I been doing. I just want to be a big, strong baby. <laughs> <laughs> like George Dawes. I like George Dawes. I want to be a big, strong boy. Uh, uh, Peanuts! Peanuts! <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, when I started, I was lifting 100 of whatever the... I don't know the numbers. Don't pretend not to 100. know. You've got your gloves no, on. You've I had your protein know. shake. <laughs> got me belt. Yeah. Got those big, <laughs> belt. Those big fucking WWE belts that people have. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Um, there's a man who, get, who always comes over and gives me unsolicited gym advice. That is always a shitty. He's trying to hit on you, isn't he? Is he? I, I expect so. Oh, yeah. well, he could have the pick of the gym. He's a big muscle man. Yeah, maybe he likes little boy. Maybe he likes scrawny, pathetic <laughs> specimens <laughs> with asthma. He wants to throw me around a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? Um, and I do. I used to be able to do like a hundred when I first started. And I was like, oh, that's really hard. Now I could do one fifty. Literal improvement in what something I've done. It so rarely happens. That must Luke. make you feel uncomfortable. What? <laughs> improvement. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Self-improvement. Self-improvement. Disgusting. Um, Ugh, gross. I, I did intend to spend the first portion of the show talking about getting, um, getting, your habits. Getting bench-pressed by me. Yeah, the reason... Well, that's impossible. What's going on? Because I weigh about 17 Weakling. stone. There's no way you can press me. You want to do it now? Uh, I don't know. Can, can you even it. lift me? Do you want to see if you can lift me? Just no, actually put your arms around me and lift do, me up. I don't have any leg work. Let's make that very clear. Oh, so that will come out your leg, so you won't be able to do it. Well, yeah, I'd have oh. to. You'd have to. I'd have to lie on the floor, and you'd have to lie on top of me. And then you see if you can lift me. Yeah, oh, you should be able to do that. No, because that's not lifting me off the ground, is it? That's no. just pivoting me up. All right, get yourself on a pallet, and you got to lift the pallet <laughs> as well. Lift the pallet as well. All right, pallets are really heavy, aren't they? Do I have to get completely naked? Yeah. All right, Every I would have even, if I, to, even yeah. if I didn't have to. I still would <laughs> not oiled up. It make it harder to grip me. Yeah, good point. Um, I was, look, I've I've been concerned recently, and I, I know you won't take this the wrong way, and you'll take it in the spirit into what it's intended. Mm. And you're not a precious sort of sensitive character, so I think you will take this the right way. Fuck off! I've been <laughs> I've been concerned right by some of your behaviour recently. <laughs> oh, and I want to just talk to you about it. Right. And after that, I want to. I've got found a quiz online, mm. and I want you to answer the quiz. Okay. It's not like a knowledge quiz. It's more like a personality type. Yeah, quiz. yeah, that's fine. It's very, very simple. Yeah. Uh, because a couple of weeks ago, on our WhatsApp group between a bunch of us, yeah. you declared that you were staying in an Ibis hotel in Fratton, yeah. which is one of the worst parts of Portsmouth. Yeah. And you were out for a weekend out on the tiles in Portsmouth, right. but staying in an Ibis in Fratton on your own. Mm. I, I worry about that. Yeah. Then this weekend coming, I think you're staying in a hotel in Leicester <laughs> for a, a booze up with some people. Have I not told you about this? 
Yeah, you told me a bit about no, it. No, but yeah. I've told, like, so, um, I'm going, making it with a couple of uni mates. This was all booked before I had, um, I, got, I had to go to Zimbabwe the very next day. Yeah. Um, I'm staying with some uni mates, and so one of the uni mates didn't go to our halls of residence back in the day. Uh, now, he's booked as an Airbnb, unbeknownst to him, in our original halls of residence. <laughs> That we that used to is... live in in the first year of university. I'm going back to school. Is that not depressing? Chino Moreno. Yeah, massively. It's depressing. either depressing or it's a Rob Schneider movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? Literally going back to school. Can be both. So, oh. so, but I, I just feel that when I did some of my best masturbation. Yeah, <laughs> well, that steady on. Well, you did a lot of masturbation. I'm sure you're very good at it now. Um, as we found out last time around, you're living like an incel baby. Yeah, baby. Um, incel styles. That's your rap name. <laughs> so, and. We are men of a certain age now. I'm slightly older than you. Vintage, yeah. yeah I'm 38, you're mm. 37. You'll be 38 in April, won't you, yes. I think? And I found a um, a questionnaire online, mm. and I want you to do it. I'm going to read you the questions, and I want right. you to answer them. Yeah. And the, the title of the survey is, Are You a Creepy Older Guy in, not in a Nightclub? Yeah, is this from uh, um, a Daily Mash? Yes, so it somebody, is. Yeah, somebody sent me a Daily Mash. It thing. is, yeah. 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 Um, so I mean, it's it's already a satirical piece that you're ripping off for the yeah. Take the little picture. Yeah. I found it. I've, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to give it the credit. If it's, if it's a genuine psychological study, I'll, I'll do it. But I mean, it's just like, oh, what you're doing this one? Are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're doing this right. one. All right. Um, because this is some. Your behaviour is similar to this. Yeah, but I don't go to nightclubs, do I? Where do you go then? I go to bars. No, you go to indie, wine. You bars. go to indie clubs. Yeah, I go. Or I'll, if I find indie club, I go indie club. Problem is, the modern indie club full of kids playing the same music. That's the annoying thing. They'll play the libertines. Yeah. But it's just full of kids. What's that about? But what do you expect to happen? I j- well, I expect them to update the music. Wait, so Stick you... a bit of Kendrick in there, mate. <laughs> this is getting worse for you. Why? You're like Brett Kavanaugh on the, on, on the confirmation hearing. I just want to slam some skis in my bras. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's a few questions. and they're, they're to- well, like, like me, he does say that he doesn't drink during the week. That's been proven to be false yeah, like repeatedly you. on like... his own calendar. The sort of person who right, drinks till he blacks out, quite apart from all the other fucking shit he's been accused of, drinks till he blacks out and then puts it in his calendar that he's gone for brewskis yeah. with the boys. One of the best um, fucking prick. tweets about it was uh, someone tweeted on Friday. Um, ah, it's Friday. Can't wait to go and drink exactly one beer and write it in my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pete, so you're uh, doing this questionnaire. It's from the Daily Mash. I don't make, I make no apology for that. Okay. Uh, I'm not writing a quiz myself, am I, for you? Mm. That would be beyond depressing. Yeah. Um, first up, and you just answer A or B. Okay. At the end, we'll find out what type yep. of person you are. Um, I think I already know, but the listeners would probably be entertained mm. by it. Um, question uh, one, dancing. A, are you just jumping up and down, feeling a mixture of elation and self-consciousness? B, are you sweating heavily and dancing with a stunned grin on your face while groups of girls keep edging away from you? No, definitely jumping up and down. So that's you're A. Only, that's why I, I only dance. Clothing. Edgy, minimalist streetwear or Debenham's own brand of casual club jeans and a slightly shiny going out shirt? Uh, third option. Cheap, what? undersized top man suit. <laughs> I think that's B. That's that got to be B. Nah. <laughs> Drinks. Did you get drunk at home for financial reasons and are now trying to make one <laughs> rum and coke last the entire night? Or have you just bought 10 people you don't know shots in a desperate attempt to attach yourself to a group? You are fucking yeah, B here, I'm pal. B, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Definite that's, B. A, that's a fair cop, Gov. A, uh, <laughs> question four or three, whatever it is. A, are you out with your mates but constantly checking your phone? Or are you B, out alone or with just one other guy who was wearing a barber jacket and keeps yawning? <laughs> John? That's how I John, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
John just wants, just wants to drink. You'll be. I'm, I'm the one yawning though. Are you looking for that one girl you see in the club for the last four weeks I haven't spoken to? Yeah. Or are you wandering around thinking that you fancy every woman in the club? <laughs> <laughs> this cuts deep. Yeah. Mostly bees. You are, <laughs> you are now a Stevie Trousers, the name given to men in their 40s and beyond frequenting Stevie nightclubs. Stevie Trousers. And yes, discussing mortgage deals, school catchments, and the reason you ended up choosing a Volvo with single females. We'll get you late. Yeah. You are Lovely. Stevie Trousers, mate. Brilliant. And that's what I'm calling this week's show. Stevie Trousers. Now, we can get into the psyche of my, um, my existence, if you like, about how I spend all my time worrying about being overweight and pottering around my garden annoyed that foxes keep digging up the flower beds mm. which is in its way at, at least as depressing well, at least you're having a good time I'm happy that you've got a show on talk spot on a Friday night that's all I'm saying well so you haven't got to go out with me well no you you have you have no interest in going out anyway so Do you know what? stops I, you from doing no I always have a beer after talk sport I go oh. to the Fountain and Ink pub with a couple of the guys that we did a show with mm. and they're younger than me I'll be, I'll be honest <laughs> they're younger than me uh, and sometimes I even pop down the road to the cocktail bar in the hotel on the river so I can have another drink later on. Ooh la la. But I don't go to a nightclub. What, what's your point? Like, nightclubs are there for people to dance and have a nice time and be jubilant. The thing about That's what I said, is you sit fair. there and everyone just does farts and talks, <laughs> talks and becomes more maudlin. People, Why people... can't you just end the night with jumping around going, fucking yes, I'm alive. This is brilliant. I did say earlier, at least you're having a good time. I yeah. did concede that. No. But what is it about life that means that you cannot stop in one place for very long? Uh, boring, isn't it? Like, it is boring. And I've, I realise... I've, tired, you get t- I get tired looking at the same face. I'm a bit of a people watcher. I was like, yeah, oh, no one's doing anything mental. I've, I've annoyed no myself. a broken bottle here. I've annoyed myself that I've made you sound like some sort of Bob Dylan character there. Well, yeah. <laughs> quite cool. Yeah. yeah. I get tired of looking at the same old faces. Exactly, yeah. Got to keep moving, baby. Yeah. If you want to follow it behind, that's fine. Let's get rid of the... Oh, just try, don't just get out of my fucking way. Just try and keep up. Yeah. Um, let's have a little break, and after that, we're going to talk about um, the difference between British and American showers. Mm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Farmer Mima, and today I'm going to show you what I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation. Nah, you're my Mima. Pantry moth situation. Yeah. This is the email section, the best part of the show, according to me and Pete, and probably the listeners as well. Definitely. Um, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com to get in touch for any reason. We love reading your emails, so please do, do get them in. Pete, I thought I'd start with this one from Sean O'Brien. Yeah. He's from Boston, Mass. He's a real SRP. He's a masshole. <laughs> uh, and um, he, he, he says the following. Um, Hi, gents. I know there isn't an Ask Luke or Pete section of the show, mm. but I have a question that I thought you two might be able to sh- shed some light on. I'm American, but I've traveled to Europe a number of times. And in almost every European country I've been to, uh, my hotel or B&B have had partially enclosed showers, basically a pane of glass that only extends half the length of the shower or the bathtub. Mm. I've included a picture of what I mean, 
uh, in case my description doesn't make any sense. It does make sense, uh, Sean. Inevitably, when I use these, water ends up all over the floor. In the US, all of our showers are fully enclosed, so this is not an issue. So my question is, how the hell are you supposed to use these showers so the flooding doesn't occur? Are you supposed to just huddle under the shower head and pray for the best? It <laughs> seems like a design flaw, but I'm assuming it's actually user error on my side. And any tips to prevent future issues would be much appreciated. I think American uh, hotels and certainly American homes have uh, bigger bathrooms. And they, uh, they have sh separate showers and tubs. But we very much put the two together sometimes. So in my wife's old apartment it was mm. showering the bath but yeah. there was a, they have a double curtain you see they have a curtain that goes the length of the bath as yeah. sean rightly says yeah. and it's got an inner curtain mm. which sits on the inside of the bathtub yeah, yeah. and an outer curtain that goes on the outside well good hotels will have that i'm known um <laughs> i'm kind of known in in my friendship circles as uh, being someone who floods bathrooms a lot didn't you have to move out of your flat recently to have that sorted. That was that was a that was a damp problem. That was just something. Well, yeah, to do with I mean, the pipes what... <laughs> in the, in the, behind my uh, shower. I'm not your landlord now. <laughs> Tell us the truth. What do you mean? It was just uh, they hadn't fitted the um, shower properly. So every so, time so... I turned on the shower, it would deposit all of the hot water into the cavity bottle. Oh, okay. Right. I can't imagine what damage that's done. It yeah. certainly um, leaked down into the storeroom for the pasta place underneath me. Dried pasta they sell. That's going to be ruined. Previously dried pasta. Yeah. Um, my shower just has a little wall sticking out, and it's not adequate. It does splash everywhere. Yeah. It's annoying. What a mess. Yeah. So what about what about your shower, Pete? Uh, I've just got a cube, like a shower cubicle, which so, I've started using to uh, learn uh, Japanese vocabulary. I stick a little bit of paper on the other side, um, and while I'm showering, I can sort of learn a bit of Japanese. It's, good it's, idea. I, I Multitasking, Pete. I know, right? It's just dead dead time, that, isn't That's it? showing a dedication time, that I wouldn't have associated with you. Um, the Wa Warui is bad which I didn't know before, which is presumably why they call uh, Wario, Wario. There we a, go. What a bit of trivia that play. is. They love wordplay. Include, I'm including that in the synopsis. Yeah, that sounds me writing something down is me mm. including that in the synopsis. Um, it, Sean's absolutely right. And the, the picture he's included is this glass sort of panel. Mm. And, like a little... And they are quite popular here, aren't they? I yeah, don't really understand. Seem, now you, he's you mentioned see, it, I don't you do know why. You a lot in, uh, in hotels. Yeah, it's not great. It's not ideal. Have you got a uh, email there, Peter? Uh, yes, I will. It's on my phone, so let me just unlock it with my face. I've got one coming up about a call centre, which will be very popular. A cool centre? <laughs> no, an uncool centre. freezer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello to Christopher Barrow. Hi, guys. I've been listening to your show for a while, and I have a story that might be up your alley. It involves a trip to, through uh, Central America, a bus on a Pan-American highway, and a mysterious random stranger. Wow, this does sound Ooh. interesting. In the spring of 2008, I was travelling with my wife throughout Mexico. We were having a good time, seeing friends and new places and just taking our time. Uh, but eventually, I got a wild hair. I'm not really sure what that means. What? Uh, we had just enough in our budget for one last push somewhere to finish up our travels, and I wanted to do something rather adventurous. Some friends of ours who live near the border with uh, Guatemala told us that, about the Tica Bus. The Tica Bus, uh, which stands for the Transportes Internacionales Centroamericas. Uh, or International Central American Transport, is a, bu a business that uh, travels uh, to capital cities in most of Central America. You can buy a really cheap ticket at the border in Mexico, travel by bus south to Panama, stopping at capital cities of the countries along the way. Incredible. Uh, the tickets are not set to a date, so if you want to get off at a stop in a capital city like uh, San Jose in uh, Costa Rica, for example, uh, spend a few days, 
you could come back and continue your journey south to Panama. You can also purchase a round trip. It's up to you. It seemed perfect for us. The hotels near the stops are cheap. The people are great. And we would get the stuff to El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica and Panama. It drove straight through Guatemala and Honduras. Our plan was to go down to Panama, then on the way back up, uh, stop off in Costa Rica and do a side trip to the Pacific, then continue on. So we begin. That sounds our... brilliant. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Long, though. Oh, they better have good comfy seats. Yeah. Uh, so we begin our trip south. I'm loving it. We're seeing new landscapes, talking with a few people on board. No timeline, no worries at all. But after our first night in El Salvador, we realised we made a decent-sized mistake. The main currency we bought were uh, Mexican pesos, only a few American dollars uh, in my bag. Uh, everyone in Central America will take the American dollar, but not the peso. Huh. Back then, I had zero in a bank account, so I couldn't just run to an ATM. Uh, we had enough dollars to get us to maybe Costa Rica, but we'd need to find a bank somewhere to exchange our pesos. We decided to push on and do the exchange in Nicaragua or Costa Rica, maybe even spend an extra day in one of those spots and continue on. This led me to an encounter I will never forget. On the bus leg to Nicaragua, I'm thinking I can maybe exchange a small amount of pesos for dollars with some folks on the bus. I'm talking to another a couple of uh, my fellow travellers around me, and I tell them I'm looking to exchange Mexican pesos, and they laugh and say they can't help. One of them points out, <coughs> excuse me, a, lo- a lone traveller sitting near the front of the bus that may be able to help. You oh. should ask. You should ask the other gringo. They said a Clint Eastwood type character. Yeah, ask the other gringo, the man with no name. Mm. Uh, I look up at the front of the bus and see a guy about my age, mid-twenties at the time, who I had barely noticed before. He and I were probably the only Americans on the bus. My wife is Mexican. He was quiet and he uh, dressed plainly. It looked as if he didn't want to get noticed, but he didn't give off a stay away kind of vibe. I approached him and we started chatting about the trip. He asked a few questions about me and then I told him I was looking to exchange dollars for pesos. I didn't expect to have any luck, but he said he was returning to Mexico and could certainly help him out. Really nice guy. (coughs) Excuse me. So... I started asking about his story. He told me how he had done this a few times before and it was something he liked doing during his off-season. I asked him what he meant by that. Things started to get interesting. He told me he was in politics, that he helped run state and local election campaigns, mainly in California. He wasn't affiliated with any particular party, but he worked for whoever paid him the most. He made a ton of money and he just liked to travel around during the spring. It all sounded really cool and it was a very interesting conversation. So when I asked what he was looking to do in particular on this trip, he told me he was here to play pick-up baseball and that Nicaragua was the best place to play pick-up baseball. He was dead serious. What a character. And while I wanted to believe him, it just sounded like something he'd made up. After a couple of more awkward exchanges, he made it abundantly clear that the conversation was over and that that he needed to get back to his seat, or rather that I needed to get back to my seat. I thanked him for the small transaction we, uh, we did and returned to my seat beside my wife. I was a little bit puzzled about the way the conversation ended. Indeed, a little alarmed. It didn't help that he kept looking back at me with a side-eye glare. I decided to bring my wife up to speed when we would be in a more private situation, so I didn't discuss anything and tucked it into a book. Meanwhile, our journey south continues on. We're in Nicaragua now, with rural landscapes dominating the scenery on the Pan American Highway. Agricultural fields, mainly corn, farm animals, a few structures here and there pass us by. Some mountains and hills can be seen in the distance, and I wonder how uh, long it is until uh, Managua the big Nicaraguan capital city. But the bus comes to a sudden stop. My fellow passengers all around me all have confused looks, and uh, since they are regular travellers of the Tika bus, I'm guessing this is an unscheduled stop, and maybe something is wrong. I look to the front of the bus, and my new sketchy acquaintance grabs his bag, thanks the driver, and exits. The driver immediately closes the door, and we continue on. Through the window, I catch the American approaching a Nicaraguan, uh, Nicaraguan uh, bystander I hadn't noticed before. They barely greet each other, and it looks all business. I didn't see two friends reuniting after months of being apart, but I could be mistaken. They turn their backs and walk down a dusty side road, 
and a monument. Uh, sorry, a moment later, out of sight. Uh, I begin to recount all that he's told me with my wife as I'm rehashing the details. Uh, I'm thinking more and more of some of that was uh, bullshit. I mean, who the fuck was that guy? What was he doing in rural Nicaragua? It just seems to me that he was lying about something. In the end, it didn't matter. He helped us out a little bit and went on his way. But his story about pickup baseball, <laughs> abrupt departure in rural Nicaragua, uh, has stayed with me. Do you know the description? In my mind, I was thinking Doug from House of Cards. Yeah. Just, yeah. Political he's, operative, yes, quite he's intense. Got something to do, yeah, yeah, out in the sticks. Yeah. He's got a woman in a safe house that he has to look after. Yeah. Uh, Chris from Atlanta, uh, GAUSA. I mean, not a particularly kind of uh, salacious story. There's just something there. But I like I like the stories we get from listeners that are a little bit sort of the road less travelled. Yeah, this could be perfectly normal, but on the other hand, mm. a particularly observant listener has thought not something quite not quite right about that. It's like the Japanese men just yeah. taking that man into the van or something. The old man to the van in the middle of the Midwest or something. Very weird. We never solve these problems. No, we never solve these. these if, listen, if you are listening and you're in Nicaragua and you know this guy. Get in touch. Long shot, I know. Yeah. Long maybe, shot. Maybe but... play a pick-up baseball with the guy. I'm going to bring us back down to earth. Okay. With an email from a call centre, not call centre. <laughs> um, although, it, particularly this one doesn't sound very very, very cool. Mm. Um, it's from Anonymous. He says, um, please <gasps> not, keep me anonymous. Not the hacker group. <laughs> no. Please keep me anonymous in order to keep my employment safe. Mm. I am a union rep for one of the big banks in the UK. Wow, this already sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. Um... And I bought my first real six string at the, <laughs> at the five and dime. Oh. That's a bit of Brian Adams for you. Did I tell you that my friend thought that was, I got my first real six string, bought it at the, bought it at the Claude Van Damme. The Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Sometimes your brain just does yeah. what it wants, really, yeah. isn't it? There's the, um, um, the song Run To You by uh, Brian, Brian Adams, Adams as well, is yeah. just It's just him wanting to fuck someone else. It's a whole song about just, yeah. I'm, I want to leave my missus and go with you. It wouldn't hurt her if she didn't know, he says. It wouldn't hurt her if she didn't know. It was um, what a, covered, what a worm. covered by a very strange outfit in the early 90s called Rage. I don't right. know why they covered it. Arrested Development's uh, song, God, what is the name of that bloody song, um, was covered by a punk band uh, called Newfound Glory. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember Newfound Glory. Um, I can't remember which song it was, but um, basically a lot of it is just about... <laughs> it was Tennessee by Arrested Development. It was all about being... You know, the, 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 a young black man right. in America. Right. And New Found Glory covered it. A right. white punk band. Yeah. And the lyrics are so weird to hear yeah. coming out of a, a white man's mouth. They just love the They're song. Just, just love the song. Um, Jack, Very strange. Jack White covers a load of stuff, like country stuff. Well, not a load, but some country stuff, mm. which is sung and and written for female singers. So yeah. like he did, obviously, famously did Jolene. Mm. I'm begging you, please don't take my man. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah. didn't change the words or anything. No, but I, yeah. but it's a particular, they're not known. I, to I'm not familiar with the song, so right, I, I, yeah. I, I, I knew what you're talking about, So, but I understand the point. Anyway, back to, uh, to uh, Anonymous, who was a union rep for one of the big banks in the UK. When Luke said that they wouldn't be able to get away with monitoring every second you're in the toilet anymore, how wrong he could have been. So I used to work in the call centre, and I think this is mm. what stimulated this response. Mm. Uh, one of my most common cases... I guess in his role as this union rep, is someone's dignity being breached by being asked why they were away from their desk for so long. Um, the funniest answer at the minute having been, that was an evil curry I had last night. Some of the most ridiculous things I've seen in my time as a rep regarding toilet breaks are, one, being told you cannot go to the toilet in the first or last hour of your shift. Um, two, being disciplined for taking a newspaper to the toilet. Eh, not really sure you should be. That's, that's, that's taking the piss, that. <laughs> 
At least keep it in the... Because uh, you get designated breaks, right? Keep it in the toilet um, tank. That's where people used to keep pornography when I used to work at a, a, an old radio station. Behind the system, right? Behind the system, yeah. Yeah, in the tank it always get wet, wouldn't it? Well, no. If you've got like... Um, if the tank's built into a larger kind of wooden thing... Oh, right, you okay. You lift that up. So we're then, talking about um, a Michael Corleone gun in, 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 in Godfather type scenario. Yeah. Um, number three, a colleague with IBS being told they can't use a disabled toilet and need to wait in the queue at the gents. Um, this is a workplace which recognises a union, even if they don't like us. Imagine what it is still going on. What is still going on where in places where management can get away with whatever they want. There's a lot of um, kind of. I think it's Amazon and a couple of other places. They've got like um, training videos on how to train managers how to bust fucking unions and stuff. It's yeah. disgraceful. Uh, if you want to know which bank, obviously I can't tell you, but they are definitely not always by your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is the one I used to work at. No, oh, there you go. If it's the one I'm thinking of, which That's it might not be, so leave me alone. So leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's the thing about uh, kind of, but but then you do sort of think when you used to work in that bank uh, in the call centre. Yeah, there were people who massively took the piss as well. You literally, at one. exactly, yeah. literally you. So I mean. I think there should be a sliding scale of, uh, you know, the way to treat people. Definitely. And I was even more obnoxious <laughs> then than I there am now. now. Yeah. And so I believe. I would be, so you would get, I, I can't remember, but for sake of argument, you would get a 15 minute break in the mm. morning, a 15 minute break in the afternoon, and mm. like, I don't know, say an hour for lunch or whatever. And on the 15 minute break in the morning, there's a breakout area there. So there's yeah. like, a, and I used to work, there were quite a lot of my mates from school. Yeah. And it was in between years at uni or whatever, or just after we finished uni. And so because you were already working there with quite a few of your pals, the social life there was quite good because you go after work for mm. a beer or whatever. But the breakout area had a, t- had a table tennis table mm. with all the gear. And we were all keen, like, players of it. Right. And, you, I mean, it would just be ridiculous because you'd, you'd be down there. I, I, I got to the point where I think I started off thinking, well, it is a 15-minute break, say. But, I mean, Five really, minutes there and there. Yeah, there really, and back, yeah. really. Yeah, really. I should, I'll take 25. And then no one will say anything. And, mm. they, and they sort of didn't really do that. Mm. Um, but then 25 becomes 30 oh it got to the point where I was just going down until they told me to come back <laughs> so they'd have to come down and tell me which is a really obnoxious thing to do because you are being paid to do a job and you've uh, accepted now of course I'm not defending the practices that go on which are illegal and, and uh, terrible for people who have got families to look after and stuff but in my situation I was being a dickhead really so you're talking just, about people who take the piss I was one of those I people. just, I just wish I knew then what I know now uh, in those kind of jobs where you'd be like look you spent all morning training me up it was You're two gonna, weeks if, of training you, for that job, by the way. If you fire me, that's a pain in the ass for you. So I know how to do the job. So let's just give me what I want. Leave me alone. Just yeah. leave me alone. I'll yeah. do a little bit of work. I remember even at, at Capital Radio, where we first met, I mm. remember getting a report thing back there from my manager, who I liked, and I still do like. I don't mm. really know her anymore, but I like her. I liked her. And she was reporting back to her boss saying, you know, Luke is unmanageable. <laughs> we just need to, we need to do something about this. Yeah. But they would never fire me. So yeah. I don't know. So but, uh, have you seen how bad most sales stuff are? Exactly, exactly. So I was probably one of many in <laughs> that situation. in the radio industry anyway. But but I, you know I do think that clearly if you've got people who are working there and it's their career and it's, it's what it is from my point of view it's mm. it, it's just me being arrogant because I think oh I'm not going to be there for the rest of my life so I don't care. Yeah. But I am being paid to be there. That's and why I should the, do that's why the life has hit you. Yeah, they do. And that happens when you have like factory jobs and stuff as well. Oh yeah, it? they absolutely hate you. Yeah, mm. there you go. Um, all right, mate. Listen, should we just squeeze one more email in before we go? All right, darling. Um, have you got one, or do you want me to do one? No, I can do. An, you, I, you seem quite keen to put another one in. So I can do another. I can do another call center one. All right, and darling. Luke recently mentioned an old colleague of his who worked and had limited vocabulary. Uh, so she would drag certain phrases out or insert words that didn't make sense. Mm. As someone who's worked in call center environments for most of his adult life, there is a particular example of this that really gets to me. 
I'd estimate that over half the people that work in call centers inappropriately say yourself instead of you, ourselves instead of us, and myself instead of me. This results in people saying things like, if yourself could just email over that to ourselves, uh, and I can't explain to them why that's wrong because I don't want to look like a dickhead. <laughs> uh, all the best, Paul. That definitely happens. Yeah. But but just to go back to the... the... Which I think that the overcomplicating language somehow makes it um, more professional. It, that's what it is. Hypercorrection, isn't yeah. it, it's called. Um, and, and interestingly enough, the most common example of hypercorrection is, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, mm. H, I, J, K. But people now say H, I, J, K, mm. which is an overcorrection. Mm. And someone pointed out on Twitter the other day that for the first time, do you know who it was? Mm. It was Richard Dawkins. Mm. You know, Richard Dawkins essentially invented memes. Right. So this idea that evolutionary um, uh, principles apply to things like language mm. and behavior and all that kind of stuff. Not behavior, yeah. but you, you know what I mean. And he said, in his, a great example of that happening is for the first time ever, I think he said he heard on Radio 4 News that a woman or a man, I forget who it was, pronounced H. H, yeah. And so now, that's a big that's a big thing yeah. because BBC received pronunciation language on Radio 4. Mm. It's essentially now crossed over to the mainstream. Could it not be a slip? Could be. Who knows? Ask, Rich, ask the prof. Yeah. But on the call centre thing, just very quickly before we go, when I said earlier that we used to take the piss, I mean, I just, I've just remembered, we'd have to work Saturdays, nine mm. till one, but there'd be no management in. Mm. So you'd go in there, set your call up, and I told you before that you'd set your computer up and you just get a ding, ding in your ear, and the mm. call a call will be through, and it'll be a customer, mm. a bank customer. Um, and what you're supposed to do is obviously deal with their problem, help them, and then if you need to, refer them to a different department, put them on yeah. hold, usual stuff. Genuinely, on Saturday mornings, sometimes, we'd still be like pissed with the night before, whatever, and some of our mates wouldn't be working that Saturday shift. Mm. We would put customers on hold and transfer them to our mates' mobile phones. <laughs> so they would get a phone call Saturday morning in bed or whatever, Hello, and it would be a. It would be a. I would say, hello, is that Steve? Steve, it's Luke at so and so, and he'd be like, yeah. So we've got Mister Smith here. He wants to. He wants to know why his check hasn't cleared. Can you please tell him thanks? But <laughs> hang up, and he'd be on the phone to them. So that's what I mean when I'm saying taking the piss. Silly oh, billies. Go. I know. There you go. What a lot of silly billies. That's us. That's us. Right. Let's get out of here. This has been the Luke and Pete Show episode hundred and fifty-eight. That's what it Stop feels like. Lying. That's what it feels Why like. Why are you lying? Hello at lukeandpeacher.com if you want to get in touch. this house full of lies? Uh, and we will see you soon. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pete, say goodbye. Bye-bye, everyone.